0: Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching and all those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, Particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwaterflame, and Elle. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax. And enjoy.
1: I'm William. I'm your game master. Welcome back to uh, Stardust RPG on tra- uh, RP- RPG RPG on Trails of
0: Stardust. I did my part right this time.
1: <laughs> Once. Um uh again i'm way on your game master still a little loopy from being sick but you know um but joining me today uh we have sorry we have jack also black lives matter trans rights and human rights uh the believe other things women. that we say that i'm not thinking of right now i believe women my head is not in the right place to remember all of these things. Hey, I'm Jack. I'm the oldest third of the birds and the bees. I'm playing
2: Till Wayland, the avian monk way of the Iron Path, and I don't have to roll destiny.
0: <clears throat> yep. If, I feel like if, and you Jeremy. Count, if you count bees' armor as part of bees' bees' armor, is the oldest third of the birds and the bees. Oh yes, by a
1: long shot. Um, I, I all am stardust.
3: i'm jerry i am playing uh uh kendall uh eladrin warlock uh i don't have to roll destiny either but i'm going to anyways sorry that was i already had that joke planned and now i had to modify it i'm sorry (laughs) i will hold it against you forever
1: (laughs) wonderful I appreciate I appreciate Craig's one-liner and really wish that I could like physically insert a GIF into a zoom call because I really wanted to do the um the like the the elevator pitch YouTube channel, the that's the name of the movie. <laughs> that's the name of the movie.
2: Super Camille. easy barely an inconvenience.
4: Hi, I'm Camille. I'm playing um Gideon Eaglin. Um the Avian Rogue, and he is the middle third
0: of the birds and the beasts. No matter which way you point it, true, true. No, actually, no. no he's the youngest. So you point if, it a different way.
1: Yeah, if you if you if you count if you're counting bees. Oh, yeah,
0: water, if you're counting bees
4: as armor, then no, I'm actually the youngest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you're counting it as four
3: in, four individuals because the armor is separate, then you're still middle.
1: Yes.
5: Yeah. <clears throat> Holly. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistel. She is an environment rogue.
0: And John. I'm John. I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer slash gadgeteer slash maker of certain decisions. Yep. I put no qualifier <laughs> on that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Hi, I'm Playing bees, a swarm of nocturne and torch bees that are collectively a swarm keeper ranger, and uh, we're just a little guy. I'm a thousand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Cody,
7: Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Rouge Alruul, uh, void keeper paladin, uh, and. Possibly going to be talking about Coltarn to Coltarn about RP trees, the most dangerous variant of trees, the rocket-propelled kind.
0: <laughs> rocket-propelled trees. The uh, every time you say your character's name, I mishear it, and I keep wanting to ask how your brother Rache is doing. <laughs> I'll rule. Not <laughs> cool. I I I know it's Al Rule. I can see it on the card, but I always hear Al Ghul every time you say it. Same.
2: All right. Now I want now I now I want the DC universe, but the only difference is that al Ghul is a Loxodon. Right? Right?
1: <laughs> would Ra's And
0: Al-Ghul his brother and
1: his brother is an interdimensional cop.
0: Sure. What would Rachel right. Ghul be in D&D? Arcane um, Trickster, mastermind role. Who EG? I mean, yeah, Probably and mastermind
2: lock. rogue with a lot of access to magical items. Yeah, yeah. I don't
3: know how <clears throat> you class class out Dorian Gray
0: as a noble with no class levels.
1: any anyway. really magic item. But yeah, when last we left off, the group had managed to escape the grip of a illithid-infested dragon corpse um, by opening the box, the big box, the scary box, full of the magic hellblade, and in so doing, sending out a signal that drew the largest, most terrifying-looking dragon that they had ever seen, and that is probably one of the oldest ever to have been encountered, (coughs) as it was recognized by the Orkish captain of the ship, as literally a figure from Orkish history, the ancient Entropius, the Voidmaw, the first, one of the first dragons encountered in in recorded galactic history,
5: uh,
1: as it tore through the Eld- the uh, the illithid infested dragon, looking for the sword that. The uh that the cambion in the group had tricked the dragon into thinking was inside the corpse. The group managed to pull out under, um, under impulse power and by the time they were out of visual range the cambion managed to close the box and stop channeling. And there were some tense arguments about whether or not that was a plan that should have been talked about more before being uh, undertaken. And it might be the minor headache, but I cannot think of the exact moment we left off.
0: Left off with uh, Kendall telling Till that maybe he should go ask the adults about what happened.
1: Ah, yes, that was it. Yep. So you pick up there. What you doing, Till?
2: Uh... Till's kind of looking at the closed door. And then, yeah, is going to go wander off and see who he can find that fits a qualified definition of adult on this ship.
1: I mean, the captain is the easiest to find, but...
2: Yeah, given that this was something along the lines of I think Kendall had mentioned the sword. He's guessing that the captain was probably not involved in whatever happened. So he's looking for members of the group
1: slash maybe Jasira. Well, oh, you know where is at at all times. And you can probably find at least a couple members of the group there too. Okay, yeah. He'll head off
2: towards that location then and see what he encounters on the way, if anything.
1: I feel I believe that uh Coltarn and varouche are still down there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you enter you enter the cargo bay and Coltarn, varouche and Jasera are all
4: still there. Okay.
1: And at this point the
2: casket is resealed with the sword inside, right? Yes. Okay. So what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Slash happened.
0: Uh in which capacity of what the fuck? Because there were several different kinds of what the fucks that happened.
2: Yes, well, the last time I saw everybody but Jasera we were murdering illithids in a hallway. And then there was a very large dragon, which I assume had something to do with a sword?
0: Yes. So, the illithids were intending to awaken the dragon corpse as a host for i i caught brand, those notes we had we had mentioned previously um coming up with uh alternatives i'd come while everyone was sort of still staring at the dragon i came down here to speak with that what's the Cambian's name again Jasira. Jasera. Jasera. jasera to ask about their particular any any particulars about their known enemies one of their primary enemies in the galaxy are fiends. I suggested we might be able to use this sword to scare them off, or at least deal with the dragon if they manage to. Yeah, lap, deal with the dragon before they manage to awaken it as a massive psionic demigod that would melt our brains from a distance. And. In doing so, we learned that my theory that the dragon that had attacked the Void Elves uh, was hunting the sword was accurate, because that dragon was apparently hunting the sword. Mm. Huh. Jasira used magic to make it seem as if the energies of the sword were coming from the Illithid's uh, vessel, which is why it attacked the other dragon. And then once we were sufficiently far away, Jasira finished stealing it away.
2: And so we'll be looking to Jazeera to confirm this report of who, events.
1: Who is still, like, laying Spread Eagle on the ground in what seems like exhaustion. She just kind of waves of like a, yeah, that, that, from the ground.
0: Which is why I did the explaining, because Jazeera's tired. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Verouge was, and, wait,
7: Verouge, were you in on this? Uh, not at the beginning. Uh, when did you get in on this then? <laughs> after she had already begun unsealing, unsealing it, mm. it was a process.
5: Yeah, oh, I,
7: a I would, yeah, that once no, that started be... was worse if it stopped. Mm.
2: Look, I don't mean to marginalize anybody, but I feel like we're going to have to do something along the lines of getting everybody on the same page. At least those of us that are old enough to pay taxes.
0: Very probably.
7: Agreed. All right. Uh
2: so, sword out, dragon shows up.
0: Very quickly, it turns Luckily,
2: out. Luckily, attacks.
1: All right. Not Luckily, luck attacked I did Red. that.
0: Jasira says from the ground. Yes, as I said, Jasira redirected the, was, it,
1: the
2: was, was, was 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 that a simple process that is reliable and easy to replicate any other time that this should happen? Or is there a chance it's, of failure?
1: It's not easy. And it takes a lot out of me, but it's... Are you
2: familiar
0: with illusion magic at all?
2: I'm familiar with the existence of illusion magic. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. All right. Mm -hmm. Bouncing a signal off of something so that it looks like it's coming from somewhere else kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. All right. What magic? Right. Mm -hmm. And some things are perceptive enough to see through illusions right
1: yes but from what i can gather it was I'm, just
2: i uh, i i'm i'm not trying to criticize your decision making prog- process or anything on that i'm all right yeah nope this <clears throat> desperate times desperate measures etc 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 precisely Nah. Uh, okay. We need to we need to we we need to sit down and talk and figure out who trusts who and how we can get to the point where we're okay with people making decisions in the moment without sitting down and having a meeting every time.
0: Yes, I take it then that you've passed Kendall.
2: She's she's having a moment and processing, I think.
0: I'm slightly confused because she did explicitly not want to be a part of the Dust Knights group, but I think I well, understand yes, that general... It, th- there's, there's
2: affiliation on paperwork, and then there's people making decisions that will have consequences irrespective of paperwork.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I just didn't feel comfortable waiting for an argument. Well, and
2: yes, we're getting, you know, tentacled by a illithid dragon corpse thing there's definitely a case to be made for making decisions in the moment because we don't really have time for a referendum but that's not there there's also the impact of doing so in a way that brings a dragon of mass destruction out of the ether so
0: yes, I wasn't expecting it to be that quick it's fair
2: and that's probably not going to sound reassuring to people who think
1: you made the wrong choice. Sword is calling whenever it's loose. Is hear a sense from the floor? This how how did... How,
2: uh, right, yes. Mm. And um, does that also raise the implication that this sword... W- casket was probably opened by the void elves
1: <clears throat> it might have been it also there's also the opportunity that it might just have found them i think if the void elves are as nomadic as they say it's more likely that someone opened the casket and that's how the dragon found
2: right so that but...
1: You're not the only one that can
2: open this then.
1: It takes a lot of knowledge and mystical skill, I won't say power because most of the power comes from the sword when you're using it. You have to know what you're doing
2: with it. Right.
1: You don't have to be strong to open a
2: combination lock, but you do have to know the combination. Yes. All right then. Well, hmm. I hope that this was kind of a one-off and that this isn't going to be our default solution anytime we bite off more than we can chew.
1: I never want to open that casket again. if I, can. I would yeah. prefer not to as well.
0: If there was any other option, I would have taken it. No, that's...
2: You made a decision based on the information you had at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well. Let's hope we don't have to get away from another nearly sapient demigod that wants to eat us. Uh uh It's not uh there.
4: uh But to be fair, we didn't actually bite off more than we can chew. We just kind of popped up somewhere. (laughs) Not where we could chew. All right. We we
0: arrived with the dinner already set
2: right it we, was somebody had on the dinner.
0: we didn't even know it yeah,
2: just we... pulls out his little pocket notebook <laughs> and starts <laughs> writing down a couple more lines of agenda stuff and closes <laughs> that back up all right well uh, we're like a day and a half from Severinus by calculations I think so
0: yes hopefully the hopefully that dragon doesn't get curious about the small vessel that was flying away
2: I mean, have we jumped, or we haven't jumped yet? We haven't jumped yet. We can't,
1: we can't, you can't jump. Tomorrow. You can't jump until you can't jump until the engine cools down. Okay. Yeah,
2: we can't jump until tomorrow. All right. But <clears throat> well, we got far enough away from the dragon that we don't think it's actively pursuing us at the moment, right?
1: Yeah, we the Jasira waited until until you were out of visual range mm-hmm. to seal the casket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Which means that it, while while it was focused on hunting through the Illithid's corpse and hopefully not paying attention to the direction the small fleck of a ship fled off in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if it wanted to try and chase you, it would have to pick a random direction in, in an entire sphere of directions.
2: Right. Exactly. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's best to right. keep it eye open until we can jump again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, I'm going to go look at scanners then.
0: Hmm. We're just stay here and work on this. So it's gesturing towards the dust The, uh, the, dust runner. the dust runner.
7: I believe I also just cast Alarm on this, so I'm just going to go to the armory and start doing, like, weapon maintenance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And Till will
2: send a message to... Uh to kendall's Tom, basically when would be good for a meeting for you and then just um wait for any response whenever that comes through
3: (laughs) meeting question mark question mark question mark Confused face emoji.
2: Group meeting to clear up communication avenues.
3: Mm, There might be a little bit of a delay in that. Okay. (laughs)
0: That's fine.
2: He's going to go get on scanners and just... Keep a paranoid eye out
6: on the sphere of space around the Volkir. I am absolutely enraptured, by the way, in imagining what the emoji menu looks like in a universe with this many sentient races.
0: Right? <laughs> Weirdly, it's oh just God. as limited as it is in real life.
6: They're all That's goblin.
5: It, no. they're,
1: they're all goblin faces instead of like the generic. Uh, yeah. human face yep yeah. right but,
6: Just, but, but so so, yeah goblin faces or or it's like every single sentient race but weirdly they're still all caucasian <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like with the with, with the the goblins being sort of the pioneers of like interconnecting the galaxy with their technology i like i i definitely imagine that the standard emoji set is based off of them.
6: Yeah, I, that I like makes that. sense.
0: Yeah, and yeah, everyone's going yeah. around with their new G Phone 12s and
6: <laughs> Kendall has all the like, you know, pay, paid for emojis.
1: Yeah, I definitely think like any any Absolutely. species that has like a any amount of social media presence, it's like someone has made a custom like a an, an official emoji pack for each individual species. Oh yeah.
3: I'm pretty okay. sure Kendall has an emoji pack that is just Kendall. It's
6: just Kendall. Just Kendall. Yeah, it's specially designed. <clears throat> it's like, oh, did you get the new me emojis? It's like, yeah, except they're they're just they're they're not they're not me for anyone other than Kendall, right? <laughs> they, right. they come installed for everyone, but me emojis are just all Kendall's faces on everyone's yep. phone.
0: Yeah, I I just I'll, I like I'll, I like to think that like every time Kendall sends an emoji to certain members of the party, it just comes up as an empty square because they don't have that emoji set loaded. Yeah.
6: <laughs> does Kendall have like a Fairchild Galaxy or what, like does the, Does your company make uh, uh, cell phones? I uh, don't know that.
3: probably not okay. i would imagine i believe
6: i
1: believe the i believe the front face of the company is like shipping and logistics and it's like shipping and, and, and logistics
3: exports they have contracts with military that's where the weapons okay. trade comes in but i don't yeah, think con- consumer electronics problems. not really your thing right yeah
0: i mean you know they use the first the first instance of mobile phones was in warfare so
3: yeah, wrong. I, I am it's admittedly
6: cheating. Level. Yeah, I, I'm cheating by asking out of character, but that's because I'm playing a character who would never ask in character. Oh, so. legit.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So
2: I assume there's nothing on scanners that that's catching Till's attention currently. Yeah, you're currently in the middle of empty space. Right. That that's the best news he could possibly hear right
0: now. <laughs> You're currently in the middle of nowhere.
2: Yay!
1: Thank fucking god. The, uh, the, the navigator... I mean,
4: considering where we jumped it was a fucking illipid dragon. Yes, yes, thank god.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the dice roll was like, well, do you run into anything bad? roll okay you do you very much do
2: so yeah he's just going to be on standards until uh Kendall gets back
1: to him then yeah the the navigator mentions that we can't really alter our course too terribly much without throwing off our void jump chart so and unless anyone has any autumnal on we're not going to be able to correct that so
3: there will be probably after about probably after about 15 20 minutes there will just be a whenever what sort
2: of schedule does this ship run on in terms of the crew that came with it
5: Mm -hmm.
1: uh the orcish crew operates on a very sort of very like highly much like orcish society a highly regimented schedule um that is um, operating in very precise shifts. All right. like the 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 half of the crew that is necessary to maintain has another has a has a second uh, copy of other crew members that will step into their shift when they need to step off the shift and right. keep it going.
2: till's gonna go look for basically the the hour when the galley is likely to be the least in use and occupied in the middle of one of the shifts. Okay. Um, So whenever that next block is on the schedule, and then anybody who's got a comm basically gets a meeting, group meeting in galley at this time, boop. And then if if scanners are clear, he'll go and verbally give that message to everybody who doesn't have a comm unit, which I think is...
8: Mistle mistel and, and
2: bees, Mistel, and does does Gideon have one right now? Yeah, Gideon got one in the in
4: the in the hideout.
2: Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, and then just go let mistle and bees know we're gonna have a get together to talk about some things at this time.
6: Please be there if you're feeling up to it. Mm. And <clears throat> William, we confirmed when we're not in sort of combat readiness, as long as bees are in the ship, they can be out of their armor. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, so just a a large-sized chunk of the bees will come down.
2: What does a large-sized chunk of the bees out of armor look like? Are they just kind of dispersed?
6: Yeah, I mean, they're sort of swarming around, and, and they will spin around as they move, so it's sort of this amorphous, roughly circular... Uh, group of of bees, and then when they come into the room, they will settle over an area. If there's an empty chair, they will settle on that. If not, they'll just spread across some of the counters. They won't be on the floor, but they'll be on on a surface. They're not constantly flying if they are in in a resting state. Okay.
1: There is one chair that is serving as the habitat for the bees right now.
4: Yeah. Gideon comes when it's time.
0: Yeah, uh, both Coltarn and Skirtobar will be there. Bruce will be
7: there. M- Mistel will be
5: there. Yep. Mistel will fly in and sit on Till's shoulder.
3: <clears throat> the camera okay. goes up in her PJs.
6: Excellent. Mm-hmm.
5: What do they look like?
6: <laughs> um, That's a good question
3: very comfortable very high end pjs um but yeah, definitely made more for comfort than 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 fashion
1: any particular aesthetic or i mean pink i'm
8: <laughs> <I> just like light <laughs> pink mm-hmm.
3: yeah no 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 soft pink
5: soft pink no. yeah it's
3: like all of a sudden petting um like Almost called you Esty. Petting,
8: uh, okay. oh, sorry, too That's many okay. names
3: because neither of them would mind. <laughs> I Thanks.
8: swear my mind just went Esty, Nina, Adele. <laughs> too many characters.
3: I mean, at least you immediately went to the other one that is in a space game, so I that makes yeah. sense. <laughs>
8: yeah,
3: um,
7: but yeah, no, uh, yeah. Mistle will just without saying anything fly over and just like start petting
3: her
2: so kendo comes in in her best l woods basically
3: yes absolutely okay. i'm not going to say that i didn't also watch both of those movies <laughs> before i made this character Valid choice because i don't have to right right
2: <laughs> all right so I figured we'd better have a talk to at least get some guidelines down because we've had some things happen that were... Did you invite out.
1: Jasira to this or is she being left to guard the box as is her usual habit?
8: Mm. That's
2: actually a good question. Uh,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm
2: make a roll. Jasira got invited. Yes. Yeah she will
1: show up okay to uh yeah we had one of, some. Things one, of, happen. one of her eyes is is like has this like arcane blue glow off of it and it's just like the eye is shut and there's just like this arcane sigil over the front of it oh which if you ask is she's keeping an arcane eye on the box
2: <laughs> okay fair at yep. all times yep We had some less than stand. We had some unorthodox circumstances,
0: and I didn't do
4: it. It's not my fault. You can't prove it. I want a lawyer. Not you. Sorry.
0: Where would you get a lawyer at this time? Good response, though. Jucira says.
3: Oh, I can get us a lawyer. We're a lawyer. No, you're
2: not bees. You could be. Not yet. You couldn't.
8: Okay. (laughs)
2: But we had some unorthodox things happen, and decisions and choices were made, and everybody's alive, which is a good thing. But we probably want to establish expectations going forward so that nobody's taken by surprise or has their expectations violated whether or not they were stated beforehand. So if anybody's not okay with having that sort of conversation, there's the door. And he waits.
3: (laughs) There is the loud sound of a a, a cup being a a straw bean (laughs) through.
7: (laughs) And a chair creaking as Roush leans back.
0: (laughs) Pencil scratching as Coltarn's taking notes.
6: We know what you're talking about, but maybe other people don't.
2: That's true. We should probably uh, make that clear.
6: You Um, You should tell those other people that don't know. Okay. So
2: when an emergency happens. How many of you. Feel comfortable with people making decisions to try and handle an emergency without consulting everybody else in our group.
4: Gideon's hand shoots up immediately.
0: Caltarn's hand goes up.
4: Yeah.
5: Mistel's hand goes half up.
2: All right. Is there anybody... In this room, currently, I assume it's just us and Jasira in the room.
8: Mm.
2: Is there anybody? (laughs) Remember, right? Yeah, (laughs) he's like, "Oh, am I part of this group now?" Is there anybody who you would feel less confident if they started making calls that way? Or is there anybody here? who you feel like should definitely check in with everybody or an appointed representative before making any decisions that way. I mean... Gideon, Gideon,
4: your hand was up first. Let's start with you. If I'm being honest, I would say it's pretty fair to say me, Mistel, and B shouldn't be making these decisions. So... What?
3: I don't know I'd agree with that.
6: Okay. Depending on the situation. We we were the only three I thought should make decisions without asking other people. <laughs> no.
5: I mean Okay. So
4: I think what I'm saying is I think we've done enough. We've had enough instances where our judgment has come into question and it's blown up. And um, I just think we're past the point where avoiding that is. What's the word I'm looking for? Optional. Um, I don't think you guys trust our judgment enough. I'll just say it plainly. I mean. And. So here's the thing, though, like,
3: we're all good at different things. I don't think that's that that goes kind of without saying, but I said it anyway. So there you go. Um, so, for example, if there was um, a a mechanical or a technical problem or, you know, some some kind of brokey fixy thing problem. Um, that would be
4: cold,
3: easily. That would be cold turn, absolutely. Um if there was a problem with um uh mm, Dealing with authorities, I would say Varouche. That's the thing. That, how yeah. did I
7: know that Kendall was just staring at Varouche
3: trying to figure out what situation he would be useful? <laughs> what do we for? want him to do? <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. Kind of was the way that it yeah. <laughs> worked out. Um. But on the other hand, like if. Something was if I came upon something on the ship that was broken, and I thought it was a big emergency, and it could lead to multiple multiple people being put at risk in terms of health and safety. I wouldn't want to make that decision myself. True. So, and you guys are all good at individual things yourselves. I trust you with those decisions.
4: Well, I think that's our answer then. Like, it should be something where we should be honest about, we be honest with ourselves about whether or not we're the right person to make this decision. And if it's not, then we should pass it off. If we can. Obviously, there are situations where whoever's there has to make an executive decision, and that's just kind of what it is. Like, sort of what just happened.
2: All right. So in terms of what just happened, uh, the ship was in peril, and Coltarn elected to have Jassira open the box with the sword in because of information he had that felt like that was the most efficient and probably most effective means of at least getting us out of the most immediate peril.
4: Hell, I'm not going to lie. I don't know that I would have done it, but I certainly don't know that I wouldn't have. No, right. I mean, you saw what those things were. You heard what she told us they were and what they could do, what they would do. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know that we, considering how long it took her to do it, I don't know that we would have had enough time to hit the oh shit button if we needed, if we ended up in an oh shit situation. I think Coltron made the right call. I mean, it's really scary that that's the call that he made, and it's even more scary that this is the result we have, but I don't know that I would admonish him for the decision that he made.
6: Good word. That's a good word, Gideon.
5: Thanks, please. All right.
2: Does anyone have any concerns or confidence issues in the aftermath of that or points that they need to bring up that they would like to have addressed before we potentially end up in another situation that requires another such decision to be made?
6: We don't want anyone touching
2: the sword. Okay. Okay. So, Bees, if we ended up in this situation, do you think Coltarn should not make that decision again?
6: No, we don't. We don't think anyone should touch the sword. And we certainly don't think anyone should touch the sword or make decisions about it, unless we all talk about it.
0: He's if they hadn't have done that, we would have all died.
4: Well, actually, turns out we were fine, but we didn't know that we were fine. He didn't yeah. know that we were fine when he told her to do it.
5: Yeah. What well do
0: you mean turns out we were fine. We the dragon oh, yeah, was that's a, right. the dragon was we alive.
4: We still have the dragon to deal with. So that's that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't it started that. talking
0: yeah. to us. Yeah. We got the things brains. off the ship
4: was the point I was making. I I forgot about the the dragon. That's yeah, that's a really good point. So the the thing yeah. that
1: you all killed were a scouting party. Right.
4: Yeah. I I was thinking the scouting party was the entirety of the issue and it it was actually a small fragment of the issue. That, that's, that's where that statement came from. But
0: would, you're, would, you're right. Wouldn't wouldn't have said to open the sword up if it was just a scouting party of illithids. It was mostly... Well, I the,
4: wasn't convinced we were going to be able to take them, to be honest with you.
0: <clears throat> it was mostly the illithid infested dragon that I was concerned about. Valid yes. point.
7: I think it worked out in our favor, but, uh, yes, it's just that. What, with what Till said earlier, that can't be our go-to if we're in a bad situation. We need to try to figure it out before pulling that ripcord. Certainly.
4: But yeah. Was... So, but was... I also think that the... I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead.
7: As, as much as I can't believe I'm saying this, I believe that was the right call to open the box given the circumstances.
4: Well, yeah, because it's not something we Elected to go into, we just jumped, and then where we ended up doing the jump was right in front of that. Like, what the hell else were we going to do? I, would, oh, go ahead, go ahead. That's I would job.
3: say I, I trust the decision not because Coltern made it, but because Sarah agreed with it and did it because I would think Jasira of all of us, would be the expert on that. That's None why of consulted. us are, but Jasira is the expert on.
0: That's why I consulted with Jasira. Mm-hmm. Because Jasira con- is the
3: expert. My concern is that... Okay, like... When I asked after if you would make a call completely without consulting other people in a situation, you would, you said, yes, I did because you're all incapable of coming to an agreement on things. Basically.
0: Am I wrong? Yes. I look at the rest of the group. Mm,
4: I mean, I'd like to point out, we have spent a significant amount of time discussing things that we really didn't have time to discuss. Right. I think he's got a point.
3: Right. But this was a matter of something where our lives and potentially the entire universe was at stake. Like, this is a stake situation.
0: Which is obviously the point where we should stop and take our time. Which is
3: the point when we could potentially, I would think, there would be the trust in us to come to a decision without a lot of debating about it as a group.
0: Fair. I would also think that being in the middle of a bandit lair with active hostiles around would be a point where we could make decisions without having to worry about people setting off traps or running away from the group and getting separated and various other things. And yet...
4: I think we've learned our lesson there.
6: Those are all real different than the sword. Uh Uh-huh. They are. Also true. Those other things can happen and sometimes sometimes things die, sometimes other things eat things, sometimes things get eaten. And that's what happens. But the sword is a lot more than that. We could live or we could die, but When we get the sword involved, that's a lot bigger than just us living or dying.
4: Why does that thing freak you out so much, Beast? We don't
6: like it. We don't like what it showed us. We don't like how it feels.
5: Mm. I guess that's fair.
6: There's worse things than dying,
5: Gideon.
4: I guess so. I guess I never thought of it that way.
6: Well, you've never died before. Some of us Uh, die all the time. We get lots of chances. And we understand that you, you don't get as many chances as us. And there aren't as many of you as there are of us. But still, there's one of you, and we think you're great. But... That sword is different.
5: Fair.
2: So What I'm hearing, and feel free to jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, is we that... Will. Thank you, bees. Is that we, as a group, are learning how each other functions, and we've had some hitches in our processes
8: up until this point
2: but we've got a day and a half before we end up at our next location with that will have its own problems and obstacles personally i think we should take that time that we have and figure out how we want to proceed going forward so that those sort of problems that we've had up until this point will hopefully be compensated for.
4: I'm really mad I didn't buy power armor before we left that last city.
0: You made enough materials, so I can make you
8: some.
4: Yeah. If that's a, that's a thing that can happen. Where am I going to get materials for power armor? Dude? There's materials
6: all over the place. Bees start yanking on one of the I, kitchen I sort the of, cabinets. I
0: sort of reach up and like sort of just adjust the uh, <laughs> augmented, <laughs> like magi augmented, like shoulder piece that's connected down to my gauntlets that I'm wearing. The same place I got this.
1: <clears> At <throat> which point, <clears throat> good to know. Juceros says, "Bees, I don't think I don't think the crew would appreciate you taking their ship apart."
5: B, stop that.
1: Okay. It would sort of be like if someone decided they wanted to take your hive apart for materials.
6: No, it
4: wouldn't. Don't don't do that. Don't do that.
6: Okay, we won't. One of the bees, a single bee, really close to one of Gideon's. Uh, I get. I, I does Gideon have ears? Yes. He's a, okay. he's a, yeah, bird. bird's yeah. have ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know. This is an alien bird person. I don't know for sure. It's um, a valid question. You might hear through your elbows. I figured I'd ask. Um, I, but, I
1: forget uh, how bird's ears work. I'm pretty certain they're just kind of like... They're holes in the skull, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah holes okay. on the side mm-hmm. of the head.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one single bee very close to Gideon's skull hole. Um <laughs> Says yeah. says wink.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Be seriously, stop taking notes. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: On the subject of deferring to expertise, though, Jasira says I should feel like I feel like I should point out that you're going to run into situations where none of you are experts at the subject. For instance, I'm fairly certain no one here, including myself, is a scholar of the arcane. I I know some things. Arcane? Magic. Wizard magic. Oh, I thought Coulthard did that. A little. He dabbles, as he said, but I wouldn't call him a scholar. I know know enough to recognize the bad stuff.
4: So, you don't
1: have to be a scholar to melt
4: people? Holy shit, that's scary. Right.
0: That's also not really <laughs> what I train for either. Oh, my, po- that's my point my point really being is there are going to be
3: areas
1: my point being there are going to be areas where you're not going to be able to defer to the expert.
3: Right, but you don't have to know everything about something to, you know, be more knowledgeable than perhaps everybody else. And if there's something that literally everybody knows nothing about, we're gonna have to talk it over.
4: I think. Or maybe at least get a second opinion if that's all you have time to do. Right. All right. Like so. yeah,
3: none of us are none of us are, are arcane magic experts, but Coltern knows some things. I know some things. Um, some of y'all probably know something about it.
4: I know it goes boom and melts people.
3: And if if it's something related to going boom and melting people, maybe that'll, you'll know enough.
5: No,
4: but I'll totally pass that off.
5: Fair enough.
3: Works for me.
2: So when it comes to mechanics and fixing things, obviously Coltarn is our go-to. I'm probably our second. When it comes to magic and the various aspects of that, Miss Fairchild and Coltarn are, are experts on that. When it comes to bypassing security and those sort of things, Gideon and Mistel are our go-tos for that sort of thing. When it comes to flying a ship, I think, I, I think I'm the only one who knows how to do that. I know how to
3: fly a ship. Let me check and see. I don't know. Since when? Since... It's always, Gideon always knows.
8: We I mean, haven't even
4: been off planet <laughs>
6: Gideon,
2: Gideon, since about two weeks ago.
4: I picked up some things, alright? Alright.
2: Well, good. Then you and I are going to be the go-tos on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And us. Gideon
6: and us fly together all the time.
8: Mistel will fly over and whisper in Till's ear, You left out, Varush!
2: I also left out bees. Right. We're getting No, we
4: there. we fly the ship. No you don't. We <laughs> don't fly the ship.
2: Aww. But when it comes to field processes when we're on missions and things, we need to figure out when we don't have an expert on something who are, who are, do we trust to just honestly have common sense and make good choices
4: i vote for colturn
2: all right we have a nominee for colturn on that does anyone second and more importantly does anyone veto
3: i think people i think would be better I wouldn't, I'm not going to veto any. All right,
2: so you're not going to veto, but you're not going to second. Well, do you have a
5: nomination then? Fairchild? Right. All right. That was mine. Do we want to have a
2: descending order then, for instance? All right, actually, here. What we're going to do, and uh, <laughs> till starts Pulling pages out of his. Everybody little, loves little graphics. <laughs>
8: <Right? Yep. laughs> no,
2: no, no. He's he's handing everybody a blank piece of paper. Welcome to the thrilling D
3: D exploits of <laughs> elections. elections. <laughs> right, election integrity.
1: Right. You are choosing your class rep. Have fun.
8: Right. No. <laughs>
3: I would like to of officially can... view the fact that we are holding a, an election on this
0: episode (laughs) and on
8: On
3: today of the anniversary of certain (laughs) events. (laughs) Don't
0: don't make me want to like throw the whole thing into chaos, Jeremy.
3: (laughs) No, (laughs) we're not. No, no, we're doing it right because that's what you do in an election.
8: Right. Uh, Well,
6: okay. To be fair, I just want to say, since that's brought up, my actions will be entirely in oh, 100%. character. 100% oh, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, you
4: yeah. are no, Nobody expects yeah. any different from bees at this point, okay. okay. We but
2: all know what they're going to do. Yeah. Till hands everybody a blank piece of paper. and Making the says,
1: comparison to bees just makes it better. Right? Right. <laughs> right. And
2: basically says, <laughs> that, that, in descending order, put your first three choices down for who you think should basically be our go-to decision maker de facto leader in charge person
7: waiting for bees to put <laughs> bees 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 I'm waiting
1: do you, hand, just... <laughs> do you hand do you hand the sheet to Jasira?
2: <laughs> um yes
1: <I'm> waiting
7: <laughs> the the paper gets handed to bees and then I just hear it shredded as there's now <laughs> thousands of votes that are gonna be pulling out <laughs> With
2: the implication We're... and instruction that everybody gets to fill out three choices. Bs, you get to have three choices only. As a collective, you get to say, my first choice, my second choice, my third choice, and they have to be different people. Where do we put the votes? <clears throat> you write them down on the paper. And okay. Then you fold it closed, okay. and you put it back in the pile. In the
3: pile. Okay
6: where's the pile (laughs)
3: who are we we whispering our votes to me i guess okay
8: oh oh we're whispering them
3: i am
1: yeah
3: because it's funnier that way (laughs) yeah we're doing secret ballot
7: i always forget how to whisper
2: Slash W.
3: Slash
7: and
2: W. And then William. space and then William, I think. Yeah. And it'll
0: give, you okay, an, yeah, it'll give you I an auto fill for the name yeah. once you start typing one. Thrill as we do secret ballot. <laughs> Thrill as we do This is the most d d thing.
6: Right?
3: I mean, I'm not sure if it's the most indie thing, but it is definitely the most Final Show Films thing.
6: <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I can't have, wait to see I what not in. Oh, afraid. <laughs> no, it wasn't me yet. I haven't sent it yet.
0: Secret ballot, Till.
2: I put down Numbers. And then oh, it just okay. didn't send oh, No, so You
0: can't break lines. You can't, can't put lines, down numbers, finish.
2: apparently, or break lines. So anyway, no, You I can't, can't break do break lines. lines. If you, oh, you can do, do it all as one, then okay. it works. Well, anyway, Till's vote's in, and I'll be right back anyway. so I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Bam. Till's
3: vote is probably going to be the least controversial. Right, yeah. Things.
7: Obviously, Till's vote's going to be the tiebreaker. <laughs>
3: I know. I'm. I'm guessing some weird shit's gonna come in. <laughs> Are you guessing because we... you're
0: sending the weird no. shit in?
3: First of all, I'm not sending. I already sent. Because you <laughs> sent uh, the
0: weird shit in.
3: Second of all, I don't have to tell you. That's my right. <laughs> <laughs> that is my right as a citizen.
8: Waiting for Tolbar to win. <laughs> I.
3: <Yeah. laughs> I debated I should have put
0: Tolbar.
3: <laughs> Listen, Kendall debated some Wait. really off the wall opportunities. But... That's a question.
0: Does Till ha- we need to know if Till handed Tolbar a piece of paper? I'm
1: going. To... <laughs> I'm going to assume not.
0: I don't know. I don't know how Till. I don't know what Till considers an AI to be. <laughs> Tolbar has a response if he does get it. If he does get handed a piece of paper, and fair warning, it's not a vote. But <laughs> I need to need Jack to get back here so we can tell us.
4: Oh, I I didn't realize I was supposed to whisper in roll twenty. I sent it in. I mean,
0: uh, that works too. Um,
1: I yeah,
0: However it works we... I, I, as long as I get the message. And no oh. one else does.
3: Jack.
8: <clears throat>
0: Once Jack returns, we can ask him a question. <clears throat> <clears throat> but
6: we gotta Will, wait. William, do you want me to roll it again? It, it's in roll 20. It just wasn't a whispered roll. Oh, Okay. It's the one right above. <laughs> yeah, I see it.
0: Okay. As Bees tries to rig the election.
7: <laughs> oh, how long would it take for um, uh, Coltarn to uh, put a seal on my armor? <laughs>
0: uh, Not very long. Okay. Let I me mean, look up some mechanics.
7: Because that's probably something he should have done with his ceramic armor.
0: Uh, Jack, Jack, did you hand Tolbar, did you hand Skirtolbar a piece of paper?
2: Oh, that's a very good question. Hmm. If he gave one to Jasiri, he probably gave one to Tolbar, since Tolbar's kind of put himself forward as an actual entity now.
6: So, yeah. So <laughs> well, upon rece- seems unfair.
0: <laughs> upon well, upon if- receiving the piece of paper, Tolbar would look at it and then hand it back. I feel that while I appreciate the vote of confidence in my sentience, my source of origin would cast doubt on the sincerity of my opinions.
2: So you're abstaining? Yes. That's a valid choice, sir. Hmm. Yeah, no, Till's not going to, like, Be pushy about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not gonna gonna Karen
0: Tolbar into the HOA. That's my way of that's why (laughs) I may have not that's my way of not mechanically getting two votes. Because I feel like (laughs) also I feel like it makes sense for that to be Skears' analysis of the situation. It's like like, sure. sure. If there's anybody that disagrees because Skears like if there's anybody that disagrees with my opinions, they will assume that Colton programmed me to make those decisions. So I will not (laughs) make Mm -hmm. a decision. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. But um
1: uh, mechanically using the regular armor upgrade rules, um, you could put a vacuum seal on a suit of non-sealed armor in a day or
0: two. Okay. Okay, cool. Yes, It'll take me a day or so. <clears throat> providing that we had the materials.
7: Alright, then. Something to pick up next time we're on a station.
0: I could potentially fabricate it from whatever we can find on Severna's I'm used to fabricating more advanced technology from less advanced materials
8: I
2: mean that is how innovation generally proceeds
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this this would be a good this would be a good opportunity to go over the armor upgrade rules at some point too because that's that's irrelevant the weapon and armor upgrade rules that are baseline rather than included with the crafting classes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but anyway, to tally up the votes. Well, I will say because they're in because they're in descending order of importance, I'm actually going to read the votes off.
0: Gabriel, go to your room.
1: Um. So the papers come up in order. Uh, there is one comes up. Varouche, Till Mistel. Jack, I hope you're keeping notes.
0: Sure. Mm. (laughs) You're the one that's collecting them in game. Okay.
2: We'll say that's a fact as well, then.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) organize
2: this, take responsibility. Sure. I can do that.
1: All right. So there's one. Uh, And one comes up. Varush, Coltarn, Till. Is that one mine? Another one comes up. (laughs)
8: Baruch,
1: okay. <laughs> Coltarn, Till. another one comes up Varush Coltarn Till <laughs> one comes up Varush Till Gideon okay one comes up Varush Coltarn Jasira all right and then the last one You go to open it, and about two dozen torch bees just pop out of it and yell, We win! (laughs) And there's just a picture of three bees on the inside of the paper.
8: Okay.
3: (laughs) Well, that was pretty definitive.
2: All right. Well, based on my calculations and analysis, we're going to default to Bruges. And then Coltarn as our number one and number two. Hmm. Hey, that's how math works, bees. Hmm. No, it's not. Y- yes, it is because I know there a were, lot more math than you do. Hmm. There were lots of us in there. Yep, but that's not how it works.
5: Hmm. Well, that was actually fairly simple and quick. <laughs> Proud of all of us.
7: See, we can make decisions.
2: Absolutely.
7: Now, I
0: bees, am quite happy to be
2: part I have of a very important job
6: experience. for you. The bees it sort of, fly, the, the, the two dozen that were in the envelope fly back to the rest and they all sort of turn and look at you. And he gathers up
2: the pile of ballots mm-hmm. and just kind of shoves them over to him. Incorporate that into your hive structure, however, is most easily, yeah.
6: Okay, the the bees immediately start just masticating the right. <laughs> scraps and turning it into sort of like essentially like nasty gray spitballs, right. and some of them start flying them back off to the observation yeah. area. Wondrous! It...
2: <laughs> I love that bees is sort of the 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 version of having the dog clean up all the crumbs off the floor. <laughs>
6: Oh, and there there one hundred percent is a cocooned and in the process of being drained and devoured intellect devourer in the observation deck now. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs>
8: I forgot about that.
5: Gross. Yeah.
8: A little bit.
1: <laughs> a lot bit.
0: I also want to point out Thankfully that... there is
1: both a starboard and port observation deck. So there is one that beasts <laughs> have not taken over.
0: I, I want to point out the the amusement and the sort of like narrative irony of Varouche being elect, Varouche being voted to be the primary like number one person on the list, considering that the first reaction to Varouche from two or three of the characters in the party was "Ah, cop, run away," <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or "Ah, cop,
6: try and kill it." Yeah, I I legitimately (laughs) attempted to attack (laughs) Farouch. Like that second session, the first session, or whatever that was. Yeah. I missed, but (laughs) so Verse doesn't know that, but.
0: Uh. I'm quite happy to be proven wrong in this particular instance.
2: Well, Uh, you know,
7: people grow and change. (laughs) And I appreciate everybody voting me into responsibility.
0: Seems a logical choice. Oh, isn't this a victory speech?
7: No, sounded like me. It. It's, it's acknowledging that you voted for me. Thank no, you. No, go
3: on, go on, give your speech. That's it. <laughs> gotta give more than that. It was one sentence. A
4: man, a few words. I like it.
3: <laughs> Not a man. <laughs>
2: not a girl well, not a robot elephant
1: <laughs> elephant a few words
2: all right well that's my job done and till goes organizing and elections it. is your job
0: so that make you the secretary till
2: i'm not in charge and he goes and finds <laughs> a drink. John, a
8: sentence, John, John, and Holly.
1: School. John and Holly, could you imagine organizing adventuring guilds like theater companies?
0: Yes. <laughs> How do you think the adventurers' guilds in Gran Terra are organized? <laughs> <laughs>
2: How do you think the everyone is bards game is basically going to run?
1: So who's our group secretary? Who's our. Uh, no. Who's directing nope, the
7: show? Nope, I, nope, I was going to nope, make nope. a joke. <laughs> I was going to make Bees the secretary of violence.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Who's our treasurer? Listen, there is. Cold there tar, is obviously. enough drama in setting up setting up a guild as it is. You don't need to add the theater kid aspect into it.
0: <laughs> aren't, aren't adventurers just what theater kids would be in a world without theater? Yes, because we're all played by theater kids. <laughs>
1: also, that. Also, in a world with theater, if we had the option to be adventurers, a lot of theater kids would be adventurers.
0: Absolutely, theater is an adventure.
1: Like if you told me I could be trained to be a wizard and go out and do like blow shit up with fire hands, hell yes, I would fucking take that job.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent. I would like to go blow shit up with fire hands, please. <laughs> Wiz- Imagine was getting the wizard 101 elective like
5: right uh,
0: uh, i have to choose it's like, like like you have to choose at least one adventurer class for your senior year or you can't graduate so it's like uh, <laughs> do i take should i take wizard or barbarian 101 like, decisions have to be no will just now. be a
3: bard they just play music right
0: yeah <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Sorcerer, Adjuration i would hero, I, I, I would i would like to i would like to take a class i would like to take a an, a, an elective of at least one credit and fucking privilege
0: <laughs> they don't teach that class unfortunately right like sex ed it doesn't exist that's why there are so <laughs> many sorcerers <laughs> all right we need to get back to the plot before it gets really bad right.
5: <laughs> oh god Anyway.
0: That's why why bards are constantly trying to sleep with everything. There's no adequate sexual education for adventurers. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what's good. They destroy everything. (laughs) (laughs) We've cracked the code.
8: Uh.
1: Anyway. Do you adjourn the meeting? (laughs) I mean... Till gets up, walks
2: away, and finds a drink. I feel like that's about as adjourned as things get.
7: Yeah, Varush said thanks and then left too, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jasira heads, as soon as there was the first sign of people being allowed to leave, Jasira's heading back to the box.
3: There are the sounds of a mostly empty cup, what's left being sucked through the straw, (laughs) and that sort of sputtering sound as
6: (laughs) pajamaed, Kendall heads back to her room. That's so weird. That's the same sound that's coming from the observation deck from Electra. <laughs> yeah. Don't
3: make it gross. <laughs>
6: Too late. Not gross. It's nature.
0: <laughs> nature nature is
3: gross. Nature is fucking gross. <laughs> I love
4: it. It's gross.
0: Just look at the magnolia <laughs> tree. Mister, get uh,
4: Good talk. Are they alcoholic? Well done, team.
1: It's a um, galley.
3: They're.
1: <laughs> Are there are some alcoholic drinks here? Um
0: you're gonna try and drink orcish alcohol? Sure.
6: What will we do with the drunken mistel? What I watch I mistel? watch
0: Till and Mistle head towards the orcish alcohol and begin brewing an antidote. <laughs> 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 Gideon, can you hold this for me? It's <laughs> just like yeah, handing, sure. handing totally. things while I'm brewing things. We're going to random this in a minute.
7: Random question, William. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when Jasira hangs out by the box, how close does she get to the box?
1: Uh, she usually, her usual position is like, uh, like within a 30-foot radius of it, but not adjacent to it usually.
7: Oh, okay. I was going to say, because if she just gets like, there's a 20-foot there's a cube around the box because of alarm, so it's just going to be like, okay, yeah, no, she's down there now. But if she doesn't get that close... Then I then...
1: feel like she gets that close just to check on the runes. so you get that alarm signal that she okay. passes through. All right.
7: So you know she's back and watching it. Okay. There's at least one person down there now. All right.
6: Does she have any place to sit down there? Uh, the few times that you've been down there to see her, she's usually been like,
1: whenever she's not been just standing or sitting on like a cargo crate, uh, you've seen her hanging from the
6: ceiling. Okay. I, I'm gonna, can I roll, can I roll insight? No, feet, to like tell- rubber feet <laughs> like a bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But can I roll insight to see if, well, it's a 10. Does it look comfortable? I mean, not to you. Okay. Um, whenever we have time not urgent, some of the bees will go down there.
4: So, Uh, Coltarn, uh I know you're working on that thing for Rouge, so I know we're yeah. probably not going to be able to do it before, um, before uh, the next part of the mission, but uh, how long do you think it'll take to make that power?
0: What do you want it to do? uh
4: make it harder for me to get shot
0: so you want a defensive armor as opposed to something <clears throat> that makes you physically stronger <clears throat> hmm. let me plan something he begins sort of brewing an antidote for the orc alcohol that till and missile are about to imbibe with one hand and sketching out an idea with the other.
1: Yeah, so the two of you head over to get alcohol. So, the point that I want to make here is that in terms of physiognomy, most orcs have two or three times the body mass of an average avian, mm-hmm. and many, many, many times the body mass of an average Invarin. <laughs> And so, any alcohol that is designed to appeal to their natural tolerance, just based on physical size, before you hit any like chemical based natural tolerances, is going to be very potent for anyone smaller than them. So, I'm going to need both of you to make a con say it. Sure. 21. 18 you know when to stop yay <laughs> Mistle is about a sip in
8: it's going to d- does she though
2: <laughs> I mean I feel like that's up to Mistle.
8: I'm trying uh where Correction.
1: you have the choice to know when to stop right
5: <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> <laughs> she does not know when to stop.
1: You have the academic understanding of where your limits are. I'm sure yeah, whether does. or not you follow that. Phil
2: was not ever told that he gets a day off, so he's definitely going to make wise choices in his consumption of Orkish alcohol. Which for oh, you is you about
0: I just half the
1: shot glass. glass. I
2: figured, probably.
0: I just realized that because I'm broadcasting the chat the audience can see the whispers that go to and from me.
2: Probably. (laughs) One would assume. That's... Quick,
3: everybody. (laughs) Quick, everybody.
2: (laughs) Whisper horrible things to John. Uh,
5: Mistral's gonna keep going.
0: she's down. So, half that drink later. (laughs) I was about to say, like...
1: The shot glass... A shot glass is almost as big as you are, so...
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's just like, head in. Well, that's not going down well, but okay.
1: Like, by the first gulp you're already buzzed. And It only gets worse from there. She will keep going
3: until she passes out or gets sick at this point.
1: One probably immediately follows the other.
0: And that's what this is for. I say finishing the antidote that I'm making.
1: (laughs) Oh, also,
7: I I didn't state this, but in my vision, in my head, she is sitting on Till's shoulder while doing this.
2: Sure. That works.
4: Couldn't you have just told
8: them? Hmm?
4: What? Couldn't you have just told them that orcish alcohol is...
8: Not
0: good for them? That wouldn't have stopped them. Good point.
8: So when she vomits, it's probably too. <laughs> yep, it probably
2: is. But also, I mean, how big is Invarin sized vomit?
1: Mm-hmm. Not a lot, not very. Right. It's- it's at,
8: the a moment, shot glass it's, at the moment, it's right. a shot glass, yes. it's a shot glass right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Or perhaps it is physics-definingly large amount.
7: Yeah, it <laughs> turns out mistle is a bag of holding
3: for vomit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it comes out oh, at what the level a shirt. of, like, <laughs> what a Goliath would vomit. <laughs> a of holding of vomit.
7: This is the other way to fire all the mistles. We apologize to any
1: emetophobes in our
7: audience. Uh,
1: it's roughly at roughly at the answering of that question, uh, that Captain Zeph Nash walks in, having stepped off of her shift for a minute. Uh, and like responds to the end of that very few alcohols are good for you. It's just a matter of people drink for other reasons than health.
5: <laughs>
0: okay. Ask you a question, Gideon. Um, are there any weight limitations? I say, indicating towards your wings.
5: Uh. Um.
4: Not that I. I mean, I've never really tried to carry
5: a whole lot while flying.
4: But, I mean, I'm a pretty strong guy, so
0: well there's a few things that i could there's a few things that i can put together for you but it would take a while mostly the most most limiting circumstance at the moment is uh finances the 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 parts for modifying armor into power armor versus creating from scratch depending on what you're looking for is going to cost different amounts this he says indicating to his armor doesn't enhance my armor at all but it enhances my strength Um, I'm gonna, is there, like, the table that we're sort of sitting at? How big is it, William? (coughs) It's Uh, it's like a galley table.
1: Like, it's a big, long, rectangular thing.
0: Do you think the, um, armor of arcane might would allow me to lift it up?
1: Not, like, off the ground, but you could very easily just, like, lift one end of it.
0: Yeah, like, lift it in in such a way that I very obviously couldn't do it without the armor.
1: Yeah, like, this thing is heavy, but, like, Lifting it off the ground is more a matter of bulk than weight.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm talking about more than weight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but like you could very much just like lift the one side of it.
0: Yeah, so like just one handed with everything still on it, lift. This armor enhances my physical capabilities, but doesn't increase the defensive that I have. Puts it back down. <laughs> versus something that's more defensive that you're looking for which would incorporate shield technology or uh, automated defenses so whether or not your wings have a load bearing limit would determine how defensive I could apply or how defensive I could make it so if we determine if we can determine that then I can give you a better estimate of what I can build cool uh
8: Well,
4: I guess guess I'll I'll probably ask Tilt, like, how to figure that out, because I've never really had You Uh, know, I've carried, like, groceries while flying, (laughs) but I've never carried rocks, so.
0: Yes, have you ever carried anything that's the equivalent of your own body weight while flying? Uh... I don't think so. Because that would be heavy armor.
4: Yeah, no, I just want light armor.
1: He's also not proficient in heavy armor, which is explicitly a thing you can't apply with. I mean,
8: that...
0: it you to a, if you're looking for a lighter power armor, that I can do fairly easily, but or at least less expensive than the heavy. Won't be as defensive, but
4: Yeah, that's fine. I just right now I'm all I've got is you know, some slightly padded clothes.
5: so.
0: William, um, with the enhanced defense uh, infusion, could I make that like? Could that also, in addition to applying a plus one because it turns armor magical, could that make regular armor sealed? Or no, no, no? Uh, no sealed. Sealed is its
1: own thing. Okay. Like so you can yeah. enhance you can enhance an armor's durability without providing an environment seal, and like yeah. not all magic armor is sealed.
0: Yeah, and so like the the craftsman masterwork armor, I would have to then apply the sealed property to them separately, right? Yeah, but your craftsman masterworks and your and your armor upgrades
1: are separate fields that don't inhibit each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So yeah. So yes, like it, it will take some time. I need to acquire the right materials, the right tools. Familiarize myself with the more advanced uh, power armors, but I could make you some. I don't know exactly. I can't give you an exact estimate, but it will be worth the wait.
4: Right on. Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about it after our mission.
0: Yes. And I'll give you a I'll give you an estimated price range as soon as I've got a a list fully prepared. Sounds good. Thanks. Certainly. I will then go over towards uh, how hammered is Till by this point? Or did Till stop?
2: Oh, Till was drinking to relax, not drinking to any deleterious effect, shall we say.
1: (laughs) Till was waiting for a buzz and then stopped. Pretty much.
2: So, yeah.
0: So I walk over to Till, holding out uh, a small vial of purplish liquid. Uh, this will help with the effects pointing towards Mistel, who's passed down on his shoulder. Pat, when pat. they come to. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sure she'll appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks.
1: Uh, Captain, Captain Zef Nash walks past the entire scene going on in here. <laughs> walks over walks over to a fridge, pulls out a like massive like tin containing a meal pops it sits down at a table and starts to eat.
0: Mm. Captain, how many more jumps do we have before we get to Severus? <clears throat> Uh
5: six
0: So day and a half.
1: Yep. Assuming you feel like continuing to supply our engines.
0: The faster we make this location behind us, the more comfortable I'll be.
1: Amen to that. Yeah. I can see that reasoning.
0: Well, having delivered my antidote, I'm going to go back to the cargo bay and begins sketching out uh plans for a power for a suit of power armor for Gideon.
1: Zef Nash watches uh Coltarn leave and then looks over to Till. Where'd your friend come from? He's not like many orcs I've met. Uh
2: based on what I know, he grew up on a Dwarvish weapons-crafting station something or other, which is Mm. apparently a thing.
1: Hmm. Oh, yes, it definitely is.
5: It makes sense. He's got more of the mannerisms of the long beards. But, yeah, so... For whatever
2: that's worth, he's done a good job with everything I've seen him put his hands to.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, dwarves are meticulous
5: and effective craftsmen, which makes sense with his current work. Uh huh. Uh huh. You can sense there is an underlying but that she's not elaborating on. <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, she's come to the wrong person to try and dig that butt out.
8: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Jeremy,
3: I saw that. <laughs> you were meant to. <laughs> I'm More. just saying, are we not doing phrasing anymore?
0: Not at all. Not with is, Till, anyway. We're we should be. Is... <laughs> we're saying is Till doesn't eat ass, so. Great. Right.
2: Anything we should know going forward
1: in regards to? Excellent. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's like fucking birds. And then, I yeah, think till, he just
4: till... wanted to make sure the sky wasn't falling, because, yeah, you know, yeah, I... we would need to know about that.
2: Yep, but I don't have anything else for Till going forward, unless
1: something jumps out, so... Yeah, that... Uh, bees, you had a thing.
6: Uh, yes, uh, so the bees will drift down towards the uh, the cargo... It's in a cargo bay? Yeah. Where the, the sword is? Okay. Um... And Jocira is there, right? Yep. As you look Boy,
1: around, yeah. she's hanging from the ceiling, just feet
5: on the feet on the ceiling, just looking at the box. Is that comfortable? I mean, as comfortable as standing anywhere else.
6: Are you going to touch the sword again? I didn't touch it the first time. Are you going to open the box again? Not if I don't have to.
5: Are you going to stay down here and watch the box? That is generally what I'm going to do, yes.
6: Be sort of floating air for a little while, kind of milling around as far, it, it, probably barely even in through the door. And then they say, do you want something to sit on or lie on?
1: I wouldn't say no to it.
6: Okay. They go away, and a little while later, more of them come back and will knit one of those non-sticky hammocks out of webbing and paper.
5: She lays down in it. That is nice, actually. That is very nice. Thank you. Don't touch it. Don't intend to. Okay. Okay. They will. You're not the only nope. one who doesn't want that box tampered with. That's good. They will leave. <laughs> with that, <clears throat> moving on to the next day. Oh, thank God, hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you all get a long rest. the ship
1: makes its two more natural jumps than, I'm assuming, Coltarn fuels it with a spell
5: slot and they make two more additional jumps. At this point, you are within... It's not... Like, it's still two jumps away,
1: which is still... What's the... The actual
5: distance. It's about find my book reference engines. It's about
1: sixteen hundred ish light years away. but that's enough that you can start to pick up signal from the rudimentary galnet hook that has already been left there
2: because if there's one thing goblins like it's a brand new opened market right
1: It was more like communication is the first way to uh you know get, get somebody into the
2: into the into the, into the theater right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: okay i'll bite I'll check the news
1: uh what you're getting is that um uh after recent celebrations uh of the <clears throat> of the uh, planet's liberation at the hands of a small group of adventurers working with um, resistance forces led by Lord General Revuel um, have After celebrations have completed, Lord General Revuel and uh, Lord General um, Marcus Soland have begun planning stages for reconstruction of significant portions of the planet's... Um, city structure that has been either damaged or just not maintained under the previous empire. Uh, Also working on communications efforts to try and bring additional supplies from outside, and also working on, as soon as possible, trying to do what they can to clear the uh, debris that has kept the planet so isolated from the rest of the world as fast as possible because it's only recently that with a galnet hook that they've been able to get any access to anything outside.
2: And that debris is orbiting the planet? Yes.
5: Okay.
1: From what you gather from looking through the communications, because they've already set up as much information as they can to try and present themselves to the world at large, there is a very thick cloud of combinations of destroyed starships and various other astronomical d- debris orbiting the planet that mm-hmm. has been from the natives just d- just dubbed the um, the uh, the Ashen Shroud, which has basically blocked out any and all significant communications wavelengths. Okay, um, and also for the most part prevented them from seeing much in the sky outside of like not even really stars can really be seen
2: at night so they basically this planet lives in a very large galactic faraday cage basically (laughs) and they're working on stripping that down yeah is it particulate is it debris of a significant dimensions what are we is this more like a Okay. So it's it's not like a full-on gas nebula where you'd need like a scoop to get any sort of collection. It's
1: it's it's not a homogenous mix. Yeah, okay. All right. all right. All right. Uh what you're what you're gathering is that a significant portion of it comes from the fact that according to the history they've got, uh the previous empire had set up a planetary scale cannon in uh-huh. the capital that was uh, was automatically aimed and it was termed the divine cannon, powered by ancient precursor technology that was Specifically, purpose to shoot down any ships that approach the planet. Okay. but that's so been a lot of that is deactivated. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of that is orbiting debris from ships that have been shot down.
8: Okay.
7: Did we get contact information for uh, planet side when we got there? Uh,
2: they told us General Solend and General Lord General O'Donnell were the two people to contact on Severinus. Yeah. Okay.
1: And considering they've only just got a Galnet hookup, you don't expect they've got, like, lots of communicators available, at least that are Galnet hooked, so...
2: <laughs> Whoever you ring up is probably fairly closely related to one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Should we
7: hail and see if we can get in touch first? Uh, yeah. See if we can okay. get in touch and I like that. What situations we're
0: getting. I like the image in my brain right now, which is Colt pulled up a data pad and started like connecting in to read news and stuff. And then the two of you, oh, yeah. flanked over his shoulders, and right, began Yeah, reading <laughs> over his shoulder out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
7: <laughs> brain fart.
0: <laughs> He's just like.
7: <laughs> Sorry, did you expect privacy?
0: No, it's just I'm not used to people reading over my shoulder. It's
1: One of like them has to fly the- a little bit. <laughs> it <kills like> <laughs> hover Still keep, kill keeps, kill keeps, keeps,
2: keeps doing like a little hop and then slowly drifts down, <laughs> back up again.
0: You're doing the water right. bob. You're doing the water bob, but in air.
8: Right.
2: Yep. <laughs> Treading Atmo. Um, And
7: then we can at least see what they need most help with. Yes, we can come up with... We still have some time to uh, prepare if we know what we're getting into. We have time time to come up with options. Coltar, and I assume you're seeing what I'm
2: seeing, and he sort of indicates the Ashen Shroud. A lot of raw materials. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, would be... uh... Veritable Scrapper's Delight. I don't know if they intend on reclaiming it for themselves, but uh, might uh, stick a net out as we pass through.
2: And I assume that if they're a fairly isolated civilization, they don't have a ton of experience in zero-g salvage, so we might be able to provide some services there, if not elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly, a service to offer. But potentially, uh-huh. one they hadn't considered if they've been cut off from the galaxy for a while. I doubt there are very many artificers on planet. So,
7: if you uh, are, are we close enough that you can do a scan of the uh, Ashen Shroud? Not yet. You'd have to actually be in orbit. Okay.
0: No, that won't be did... until we've actually made the jump.
7: Okay. When we do that. um Get a scan of the shroud and see if there's thinner spots we might be able to make entry into easier.
0: We should be able to do that. In the meanwhile, I'll see if I can reach the planet from here. And I'll try to I'll try to put a communication burst out to the planet through the galnet hook.
1: Yeah, like the, the galnet hook is magic tech, which is the only reason it's able to penetrate at all. <clears throat> it's a relatively advanced one that, that relies more on the magic than it does the technology. Um, so it, uh, it it eventually manages to pull, to pull through and you get, uh, the face of an individual currently wearing what looks to be some kind of military helmet. Uh, you get, uh, is it white with floppy ears? No. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What were the two names we were given again? Uh, general Adano and who? Well, yeah, Adano and Soland.
1: Yeah,
2: they're in the party notes document if you need them.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, you see, like the 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 like the green scarf that you would see on like a resistance fighter's typical outfit, like the the you know, like just like neck scarf uh, with like this very like geometric helmet. That has like a small chin strap to to keep it secured in place, and then it sort of like swoops forward with this sort of very um, uh, intentionally aggressive looking helmet design with like two um, extended binocular vision uh, runs that go over the that go over their eyes, and then a third one rising up over the top of it. It all in very like gray and steel colorations yeah. with three red lenses in the in the front they
0: see a heavily armored orc Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> greetings this is Colton of the dust knights aboard ship aboard aboard the, Sh- the gulnaz woolkir attempting to reach out to either general marcus solander lord general O'Dono on behalf of the core adventurers league
1: Right. Um, right. Uh, this is the recently established Severinus Communications Hub, so we'll get you in contact with the Lord Generals as soon as we can. Thank you. And the, the, the visual feed cuts for a minute. And then... Did we'll they have of hold, hold music? We'll kind of, yeah,
0: we've got to hold music <laughs> on, <yeah.
2: laughs> Is it just white noise? <laughs>
1: yes. <Yeah, it's... laughs> The the whole music is uh you know what, I'll say it's the uh the Final Fantasy uh in music.
7: Not a rude sandstorm
0: <laughs> Deep hurting
1: <laughs> Um But a few moments later
0: uh
1: the uh the visual comes back and you're, and you're looking at a uh older looking gentleman, uh probably late middle-aged uh long black hair getting a little bit of gray in the corners and around the around the front, uh pulled back mostly into a ponytail, a um, little bit hanging out in the front uh, with an eye patch over his right eye, very fairly scruffy beard. Uh, wearing what looks to be a combination of like Martian, like a, a very old, very ancient styled robes with battle armor that looks much more modern and kind of unique to this planet, um, sort of overlaid on top of it. Hello, I'm Lord General Revuel O'Donnell.
0: Greetings, Lord General. This is Coltarn of the Dust Knights, contacting you on behalf of the Core Adventurers League. We were sent by... this is, I remember the name, Kairos? Yeah, Kairos. We were sent by Kairos to offer our assistance with some demonic incursions that have been reported from your planet. Also, on the way down, we've noticed that there's a bit of a scrap heap surrounding if you had a mind of reclaiming any of those materials, we would also offer our assistance with that as well.
1: Your assistance is greatly appreciated. The last adventurers that came through from the League did wonders, considering they liberated the planet.
0: I don't know if we'll be able to double that feat, as uh, it's already been done, but. But yes.
1: There are still leftovers from the previous Empire's machinations that need to be dealt with. And at the very least, some assistance in helping us plan out salvaging operations would not go unappreciated. We have very little experience in the stellar field, as one might expect. There are only a handful of still remaining card-on Damn it, he's still fucking me up in this game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's only there's only a handful of still remaining Tardosh who even remember what life was like on the galactic stage left on this planet.
0: Well, we have a handful of capable spacefarers aboard this ship that will be I sort of look towards the orcs that are that are manning the ship. That would be of service with assisting in the training and Potentially equipment, equipping of your people.
1: Alright, well, we look forward to your arrival. You have an ETA.
0: We should be arriving sometime on the morrow. We're two jumps away, two void jumps away from your location. Which is quite a distance, I'm, but we should be able to cover it tomorrow.
1: I'm afraid that that means nothing to one who has never been to the stars.
0: Yes. That's all he says. Eight <laughs> <laughs> <Ain't> charisma. <laughs>
7: Within 24 hours, we should be at your location.
1: That's what I said. Much appreciate your assistance. Yeah. <laughs> Basically reiterating. Yeah.
7: yeah. Obviously, he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um.
0: Well then, we'll send another. We'll send another message as we're arriving.
1: We eagerly await your arrival.
0: Without saying cuts. yes, yeah, yeah. Without saying and we, you, he just cuts the communication. <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right then, um, you two are the most. Technically apt, uh, Uh perhaps. While we're traveling, you two could think of a plan of some sort to help with at least getting the salvage operations off the ground.
0: We'll need to make sure they have ships first.
7: I was going to say apt, fairly apt descriptor though.
2: If it's a, if it's a full encasement, honestly, getting some sort of at least small station in orbit to serve as a staging ground going to be your best bet hmm. up and down burns a lot of energy hmm. if we can just get people up and out there and doing we'll the send
0: work resources down
2: and then send resources down some sort of shielded drop pod kind of thing
0: hmm. could could create a orbital elevator but skyhook I don't know if they have the resources for that <laughs> May need to oh. grab some we'll scrap it. on the way through.
2: We'll look and see what they have. Yep.
0: Um, I'm gonna go find the uh. What? With the time that we spent on the ship, have we like determined whether or not there's like a um a quartermaster on the ship?
2: I think we, as uh, yes, we have talked to him, haven't well, we? we?
0: We've talked to the engineer. I don't know if we've talked to the quartermaster. Oh,
2: that's right. That's right. That's who it was. There is one. Yes,
1: you haven't spoken to them all that much, you know. but.
0: Um, Well, first, to the captain, because rank. Yeah. Let me head over to find captain. um, Whose name, again, eludes me. Uh, Zephnash. Yeah, Captain Zephnash. Yes? Is this ship equipped at all for recovering salvage? Not particularly. Is it possible?
1: Not without, well, not without a significant amount of spacesuits. And Mm -hmm. essentially the only method we would have of scavenging would be sending people out individually.
0: Mm. In that case, we'll have to run a scan as we go by. The planet is covered in debris from destroyed spaceships over the years. We're hoping to recover some resources that might be useful and also to train the people of the planet in scavenging. So they might reclaim some of the resources that have been surrounding their planet and keeping them cut off from the rest of the world, or the rest of the galaxy. But that is sure something that,
1: that we're at. We can certainly give them at least some advice and general best practices for the operation.
0: If we were able to recover some some amount of resources, we might have been able to can help them construct additional equipment. But if that doesn't seem possible, then we'll just have to settle for instruction.
2: We'll see. Till would, Till would go off to find. Uh, while while Coltarn's talking to the quartermaster, Till would go off to find Kendall.
0: Hmm? I'm sorry, captain, but yeah, or captain. Yeah, sorry. Hmm. Yeah, so um, if that if we basically we basically determined that like not going to be able to recover any on the way through, but they'll be able to help at least train and educate people.
5: Yeah.
0: <clears throat>
3: Kendall will probably be hanging out probably in mess hall or whatever counts for it. Okay. Miss Fairchild, a uh, question
2: yep. Does your father do much in the way of salvage and infrastructure operations, or is it mostly transport?
3: I mean, he sometimes contracts with companies, I think. There's some, absolutely.
2: We've got a big debris cloud of basically, it's a ship graveyard out there that we're going to have to fly through before we get to the planet. And, yeah, a little bit. The thing about ship graveyards is that there's usually leftovers.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, he might be interested.
2: So, I mean, maybe having some sort of setup to where we can kind of get a kickstart for this planet's infrastructure, start a decent relationship there, figure something out. Hmm. Coltarn's checking to see if our ship can start as the staging ground, I think, for salvage, but having i mean this is this is this is a transport with guns on it basically
3: Mm -hmm. so like so you're saying like have have daddy contact them and start and and set something up here right i can let him know for sure right or you could i mean i'm sure your father would let you take
2: point on that and being the contact to get things going but uh, based on what he said when i was initially assigned to you this you weren't going out on on a commercial effort
3: no not really like that but would, since we're here that's all i mean probably i don't know i I don't even remember which 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 of my my siblings is is, is responsible for that. I don't know if I want to step on their toes too much, but your family, you you're the expert. I mean,
5: I, I can. I guess I can. You know what. I'll call my dad
3: and see what he wants to do. If he wants me to do it, fine. I'm just, I'm not actually technically part of the company yet. So. Sure. But yeah, I can definitely call him and see. But
2: you know, people, you can network a bit if it has to be done. But at the same time, yeah, no, not, not, not necessarily taking over assignments that other people are supposed to do. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, that absolutely makes sense.
0: So, I swear I'm not trying to start a trade war.
5: (laughs) Yes!
3: Definitely the sentence that is used to start when somebody is (laughs) not trying to start a trade war.
0: My next stop after talking to the captain (laughs) was going to be to call my dad.
2: Excellent! Everybody called dad. if
0: he knew anybody that worked and said that that if he knew any salvage operations that might be willing to donate their time and expertise y'all about to start a fucking international incident
1: like it's i okay. said,
0: not that I, I didn't i wasn't planning on this but till went like, off
1: <laughs> you got an orcish crew about to be giving advice and then a dwarven weapons company and an and a fucking archfey led shipping company
0: hey Competition breeds capitalism. Literally, it... all you're literally
1: all you're missing is somebody from the majocracy.
0: <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh. uh. So yeah, that whenever I don't know if you want to can just call to her dad first, but that was my next stop was to say hey, just to call my dad. What's the name of this, what's the name of the planet?
1: Uh, Severinus? Severinus? Severinus. Severinus.
4: Okay.
3: I'll go ahead and ring up.
1: Yeah, so you, you hold on to your pendant and focus a little yep. bit. Ah, darling, it's good to see you. We'll hear from you.
3: Hi, Daddy. Um. So we are currently around uh, uh the plant Savarnas, and apparently there's a big uh salvage uh there's there, there's a ship graveyard here hmm. and till had till mentioned that it might be something that you know you want to get in on um so i said i'd let you know and see what you might potentially want to do about it
1: Salvage ops could potentially be profitable. Uh, do you happen to know how old the ship graveyard we're talking? here?
3: Uh, hold on, just a second. Till?
1: Yes, Mister. How Hitchell. old? How
3: uh, old is
2: the,
3: the, the, the the graveyard? Anywhere from
2: probably a couple millennia to several weeks ago. Thank they you. had a. They had a. They had a big. Point defense laser that just shot anything that got too close. So pretty,
3: pretty decent. So started duration. like a long ass time ago. Is what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's pretty old.
8: Hmm.
1: There might be some ancient technology worth salvaging there, especially for the historical value, if nothing else. If any of those if any of those destroyed ships say predate the deadlock war, which it sounds like they might, then there would be certainly be value in museum pieces among the salvage.
8: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: We could probably negotiate something.
3: Okay. Cool. Do you want to do that? Or I figured you guys would want to do that, or um i know i actually came up with names i just don't have them anywhere um you n- uh, you never gave them to me so. i never gave them to you i know that i wrote them down somewhere at least some like there's
1: nothing um, in your roll 20 profile
7: <laughs> <laughs> huh written down somewhere
3: yeah written down somewhere uh i i will find them and i will get them to you at some point but uh I don't know if, if if this is something you wanted to handle official in-house you know or I mean just official in-house I guess um uh or 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 what but
5: I mean now you know so like cool All right we'll get st- you know what I'll have to draw some plans up, but this is definitely worth looking into. Awesome!
1: I'm looking forward to it.
5: Okay, cool. Was well, there anything else? You, was there anything else
1: you needed, honey?
3: No, no. I'm I, I am totally fine here. Everything is good. Um, I just wanted to let you know about that, since since Till I had had seen that and seen the opportunity there, so. Uh that's pretty much it. I'm pretty busy here so I'm going to go ahead and go uh, uh, uh bye, love you and then hang up.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Let's not tell Archfey Dad about the near death experience with a mind with a with a mind flare dragon. Nope. Or
3: Or, one of the or or the many other things going on.
2: Or the Ur Chaos Dragon.
3: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Either he knows already or he doesn't and he's not gonna find out. He doesn't need to. (laughs) (laughs) I put in a good word for you on it. Oh. Thank you. Uh-huh. I mean you found you 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 came up with the idea, so Meanwhile, it's going to draw plans.
0: It's, it, it'll, it'll be good. Wonderful. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ship, <clears throat> I place a call to Starbreaker Arms.
1: And you probably have your father's direct line.
0: Yeah.
5: And
1: it rings. It comes eventually, the vid, the vid comes up. Ah, Coltarn.
0: Good to see you a lot. And you as well, father. Uh, out of curiosity, we're about to land on a. Well, tomorrow we'll be landing on a planet, Severin. In the. Sort of on the. On the There's a U.S. in there you missed. Severinus. 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 On the. Um, is, is this like. Would this be considered Galactic South? Like, is there a. Uh, is there, well, is there as, a as much coordinate? as. as it rotates, so. Yeah, I, un- <laughs> I understand, you. but.
1: They they try to orient themselves with the rotation of the galaxy because you have to when you are when you have things that are operating across it.
0: You have to have some, so yeah, like some, some degree of orientation. Um, yeah, yeah. You'd pr- probably you'd probably
2: name the arm of the star belt and its rough uh, relation uh, in a rotational manner, which in this case would be uh, counter counter basically clockwise from the Repu- from republic
1: territory yeah yeah i'll
0: i'll i'll name i'll name the quadrant <clears throat> um yeah it's it's
1: at x amount spinward from republic yeah. territory yeah
0: yeah this this amount spinward yeah um and the planet has been uh, occupied for a significant amount of time by a tyrannical dictatorship that had access to a particularly powerful weapon a planetary cannon that was used to automatically fire upon any ships that came too close, resulting in a very massive scrapyard surrounding the planet. We're heading there to provide some aid in a separate matter, but also offer our services in training and education of salvage, considering the people of the planet might want to reclaim some of that material. I was wondering if you might know someone who'd be interested in building a salvage station Outside the uh, in orbit around the planet to assist with that, <laughs> salvaging sort of what we do, lad. I think we can probably put something
1: together if we need to and make a deal with them.
0: We don't have any of the raw materials ourselves, but I figured you might have an idea for something that could slap together for salvage purposes. It's a fairly old salvage yard several hundred years from what I gather, so there may be some valuable finds amongst the rubble. Mm. Aye, and that the, might
1: be worth digging through.
0: And at the very least, I'm sure the planetary cannon might be something you'd be interested in looking at. Oh, certainly. Aye.
1: Oh that's very interesting. I might have to send someone over.
0: We'll be or there myself. <clears throat> We'll be there in two more jumps. Uh, I'm not exactly certain how far away we are from home, but...
1: I uh, we've probably got an engine that can get there fast enough.
0: On our forward on the coordinates, I'm sure the people here would appreciate any and all the assistance they can get. They have only recently rejoined the galactic stage as a whole and are not quite yet spaceworthy. I'm going to be building a ship out of scrap, I feel.
1: We might be able to strike a deal for some salvage ships in exchange for a cut of the salvage.
5: Well...
0: If you send anybody over, our contact on planet is uh, Lord General Ordano, We're going to be meeting with... We'll be... We've already spoken with him directly, offering our services, and we'll be landing tomorrow, so...
5: I'll draw
0: up
1: some plans and see what might be done.
0: All right, well... Not to you later then, Father. Good luck out there. You as well. Trade. Anyone else have family they want to bring in?
7: (laughs) Yeah, actually, I have an uncle that's also into salvage. (laughs) He lives in the Coalition of Tribes territory, so this should get real interesting.
0: (laughs) Though I will say, I will say that um, our two families are have differing like goals in salvage, so it might not be as severe of a trade war.
6: <laughs> I mean, these are like, hey Gideon, we should call your moms. It's about the salvage. no, I'm good.
4: Yeah. Daddy. No, yeah, Gideon uh, totally thought about calling his moms, except, uh, number one, he doesn't know how he would do that. Number two, they definitely don't know anything about salvage.
5: Daddy. Daddy. <laughs>
1: no. Anyone have anything else they need to do
5: for the day?
7: Uh, Not for the day.
2: No, I don't think so.
5: No,
7: not for the day.
8: Nope.
7: Uh, The only thing I would do is go to everybody that wasn't part of the initial call or made a call about the planet and let them know that we made contact with them. So B's, Mistle, and Gideon, basically.
0: (laughs) And Kendall, but you might assume that Till already told Kendall.
7: Yeah, I would go find Kendall if... uh, because I didn't know if he's gone to talk to her yet. I
8: mean, Um,
2: he's still down there, so you'll run into him as soon as you get there, yeah. Yeah.
8: Mm -hmm. Covered.
7: Other than that, that's all I do.
5: So,
1: the next day passes. And the ship gets by on its two natural jumps, and you eventually find yourself coming out of the void into orbit around what initially just looks like a cloud of debris. It is so thick that you can hardly see the planet beneath. Oh, that's
4: not scary at all.
1: That is quite
7: the shroud.
2: You're muted, Jack. Till's gonna jump on scanners and see if there's anything of interest that pings just on a basic scan of the debris.
0: Coltarn meanwhile goes. I think there's enough scrap there for three or four different salvaging operations to operate simultaneously.
2: That's pretty dense. You're not wrong.
1: But uh, but based on an initial scan, immediately you identify like. Leftover IFFs either just like still faintly working, or just or just based off hull signatures um, from ships from every major civilization, ranging from a couple years ago to a couple hundred years ago. Like the earliest, the earliest ships that you managed to locate off of, off a brief scam that you can find off like the the the, the 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 more intact chunks that are laying here mm-hmm. do, in fact predate the uh the deadlock war. Okay.:
2: He'll just sort of highlight those, see if he can uh, gain a at least a, a rough uh, ping where you could follow trajectory. To try and more or less mathematically keep track of them, just based on standard Newtonian physics, orbital mechanics,
1: at least on at least by construction date, I right? Mm-hmm. Like these these could obviously have been in operation during the deadlock war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So based on based on what you know of the planet's history, this place was colonized by people fleeing the deadlock war, right? And then an empire came up and got everything down trying to escape. Right. And okay.
2: Yep. so yeah he'll he'll mark anything of interest and uh then also look for hey are there there are there any are there any pockets that we might be able to sneak through here without you know smashing into everything between us and the planet
5: mm. i'll
0: okay. go ahead and you put can put in... oh, gone i'll go ahead and put in another call to Adano.
5: He picks
8: up.
0: Sorry, I put a starburst in my mouth. Um, (laughs) Lord General Dono, this is Colton again from the Dust Knights. We are entering orbit over the planet, trying to find a path through. Is there any place in particular you'd like us to touch down on planet?
1: Well, the only place that has anything resembling ideal landing place for a starship would be the capital.
0: Uh, do I have an estimate like land size we would need to land this kind of ship on? Not a dock. Uh, because it it flies. Does it fly vertical or horizontal?
1: Uh, it, I forget. The the axe head shape is vertical. Yeah. Uh, so it. Uh, but like for like length across and like it can it can land on solid ground. It's not that large yet. It won't break up in.
0: No, like, no, I was thinking that it would like cleave, cleave a, a cliff, a cleft through the earth, and maybe a ravine would be a better landing spot. <laughs>
8: um,
1: no, it it can land. Um. <clears throat>
7: would it land like if the axe head was like facing this way would it land like this rather basically than yeah
0: like, yeah okay um so yeah if,
1: if yeah I mean, like with the I... with the axe head pointed like that it would land like that
0: okay. so it's not like a bearded axe head it's just a... no <laughs> um but yeah so I, I i would i would indicate uh the amount of space we would need to land it which may or may not be because i had no idea what size of a ship he's seen previously but this is a fairly large one
7: uh, what's the in size
0: of? I, sp- I spit out an amount a ridiculous uh, a ridiculous amount of meters, and then translate to whatever measurement unit he's used to. Uh,
1: it's about five hundred feet um in length and a l- less than that, obviously in width. But yeah. it needs a decent. It needs roughly that much. Like you would need a roughly five hundred by five hundred landing space.
0: I will translate that over to him.
1: Yes, the, uh, we've got the, what was previously the military parade ground would be
0: an ideal place to land. All right. Um, just to be a forewarned, in case, in case you people have never seen an Orca ship before, it looks like a giant ox head.
1: I mean, we've never seen any ships before, so.
0: And the adventurers that came before teleport.
1: No, they, well, they landed their ship quietly in the middle of the forest. It was much,
0: it was small enough to do so. Ah. Not so in this case. Well, we will do our best to make our way through the debris and be on the ground shortly. End communication. <laughs> I never know how to end these conversations, I say to Varouche
7: probably what I would do. I've never made contact with a previously cut-off civilization either.
0: Hmm. Well, let's make an entrance that I'm sure will be impressive. And I will proceed to go help Till and or anybody else that's piloting the ship figure out a way to land this thing, as well as providing them with the with the landing location.
4: Yeah, if there's anything I can do to help out on the bridge, I, I will definitely be doing that.
0: Looking for something called. We're looking for something that looks like a parade grounds located here.
5: Yeah, so you, uh,
1: after a bit of scanning, the crew manages to find a decent enough tunnel that they, with some de- with some tricky maneuvering, they'll be able to get through. So I'm going to make a roll for the pilot,
5: which is the captain.
2: You're muted, Jack. And this is when the NPCs fuck us over and crash the ship.
4: Yay, let's bring new characters. They're not
7: my the NPCs. This is the point where we find out that, yes, while stuff does orbit, it doesn't always orbit in the same direction as everything else around mm,
2: it. Right, yep. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> A lot yeah. of different independent vectors there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that grain of sand going, oh, fraction of the speed of light.
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah. Okay. So the uh
1: <laughs> is anyone in the in the cockpit to watch this or
2: oh yeah. No, if we're getting like we're remote just remote ready to start a course through uh through a debris field, till's there and kind of yeah, till's there ready to take over a yoke if he needs to. <laughs> that,
0: well, That's Bruce where I in the call from.
7: Yep. Roosh does not have the same enthusiasm for uh, whatever this is about to be. So he goes, finds a spot in the galley, and straps himself down. (laughs) We'll definitely (laughs) be
6: there. If it can be seen from the viewing... Sorry.
3: No, go ahead. I'm
7: so sorry.
6: No, no, no. All good. Um, Those are
7: things you'd be there. Sorry.
6: Okay. If it can be seen from the viewing port, bees will stay put there. (laughs) Otherwise, some of the bees will come up to the the cockpit. So, uh,
1: for those of you who have not seen a, uh, the controls of a ship in action before, the the Goblin standard uh, ship control schematic uh, it allows one person to do most of the ship's maneuvering, outside of extremely large ships which require much more fine control. But <coughs> but the the general control scheme for most ships that aren't colossal is that from the from the from from the helm's chair. Uh, there is a seating position and a pair of arms on the over the shoulders descend with two um, suspended bars for that that you would grip, and then allow you can you can customize the control scheme. But essentially, the two the 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 position that one holds those bars allows them to adjust the ship in basically all all four well all three dimensions um while maintaining motion uh by using tactile feedback around and it basically the, the free floating controls allow them to manipulate the ship in space basically and there are there are customizations that fit anyone who has any number of preferences but the the standard is these like sort of two arms that descend
0: in this case sized for an orc
1: yeah so she she grips the two bars and sort of twists one to to adjust to adjust the yaw twists another to sort of change rotation and then moves one pushes one forward adjusts acceleration and the ship begins to maneuver down into a very narrow space between sets of debris and it sort of starts to Twist, try and adjust for the shifting of the of what little column they've got, and has to maneuver around several different bits of floating debris. There are times when a, when a bit of floating debris just sparks off the ship's armor, and it's just continuing to push down. The armor is thick enough that we just need to avoid anything too large. Small impacts won't do much but scratch the paint.
0: I'm going to keep an eye out as we go by. I want to see if anything catches my eye as we pass it to sort of mentally mark it for later. And More I've perception. got my and I've got my scanner going as well. Um, which, just as a reminder, because it's a thing from Dark Matter. Um. Uh, my scanner analyzes the electromagnetic spectrum around it to detect the presence number and type of technological devices within 30 feet. I don't know if that can be expanded out because I'm on a ship, but... <clears throat> yeah, it's
1: more of a personal scale thing.
0: Yeah. Um, determines whether or not a unique construct or device... Ha- it also determines whether or not a unique construct or device has been present in the area within the last hour. I don't know how that works with orbital debris, but... um, But yeah, aside from that perception...
2: And Till's just keeping an eye on the viewfinders and stuff. His passive perception's 20, for whatever that's worth.
0: I am so good at perception. 20.
3: Dang! Kendall's looking for pretty things.
2: Till's standing right there.
4: Gideon is also actively watching to make sure (laughs) Gideon's actively watching to make sure the pilot doesn't need help. Like, that something doesn't happen to the pilot or whatever. Don't encourage
3: that fixation, Jack. Okay. Or hmm. do either way. <laughs> yeah. Cause that would be fucking hilarious. Right. I also
0: like the mental image that Till and Gideon are like prepped to jump into that chair if the pilot first if something yeah. happens to the Hundred freaking percent. The captain who is an orc. And thus like pulls their body weight on the on the grips themselves. So like it would take all of them to move one handle at a time.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the the, the feedback, the, the weight feedback on the uh, on on the controls are adjusted for orc scales, so just
0: like, they hit each other, then both grab a thing and get yanked around by the controls. Whee! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah the the ship slowly, very carefully descends through the atmosphere, and after a couple of minutes, the ship manages to pull free from from the debris, and you are left with a planet that is mostly water. Uh, with a long belt of land that seems to connect around the center of it. It doesn't look like any sort of naturally formed landmass, but as unique as that is, it's easy to navigate at the very least. There appear to be two primary oceans and then just a belt of land between them. Uh, and then.
0: Interesting chip. biome.
1: The, the ship comes down. And so with the, oh through throughout that, uh, with the 20 perception and the passive perception, uh, Coltarn, you immediately spot um, ships of dwarven design and orcish design that are centuries old that you sort of pass by. You see uh, one uh, dwarven uh, linebreaker ship that looks like it belonged to um, a clan that your father is a known ally of that has been drifting here for centuries.
0: Making a mental note of that. (laughs) Get that one back to their ancestral home. Get that one back to their ancestral home. (laughs) That one, the planet can keep. That one, maybe I can repair. (laughs)
8: Uh,
1: but then eventually the ship comes down and touches down in the capital and as you all prepare to step out and be greeted by whatever is waiting for you on the surface of Savaranus, that's where we will go ahead and end for the week
0: say goodbye everybody
8: bye Bye. Bye,
0: Bye. goodbye